my interest in what are commonly called Earth energies goes back a, a long, long way, longer than I choose to remember. I first became aware of Earth energies possibly at the age of seven when I started to see which I, something I couldn't understand in those days, which were different colored bars down the sides of trees. I started at a very early age, and I believe there's not one person that doesn't have the abilities that I have or anyone else. There are a lot of associated things with what I call ley lines and earth energies, and they tie in and overlap. Earth energies, and if we're talking in particular, and I'm going to try and break it down into various areas, ley lines. Ley lines are very prominent right throughout not only England but the whole of the world. They are almost what I would describe as interconnecting energy lines which sustain the life of the planet. I think our elders, and I'm talking about four or five minimum thousand years ago, knew an awful lot more than we do today. They knew how to utilize those energies. They were used for healing. They actually then started to use the energies, because if you look into the electromagnetic spectrum, we're not only talking about light, we're talking about up into the sound frequencies. And one of my pet theories is that is how Stonehenge was built, by the use of sound. And that is utilizing Earth energies again. We then have the minor lays, and anyone else who knows anything about ley lines, we then have the black streams, as they're called. We had, my wife and myself got called to a lady, not so very, very long ago now, who moved into a house and actually started to complain of severe headaches. Her husband was away weekly commuting um, in London, but as soon as he came home, he started to feel ill. The children started to pick up lots of ailments. Now, they weren't the usual childhood ailments. I went out there with my wife, and although I had, and I always keep a pair of dowsing rods in the car, I tend to use my hands more for dowsing, but as soon as I walked into a certain part of the garden, I felt really physically sick, very much so. I walked back away from the area and perfectly all right. I then started to map out the area on the garden, and what she actually had was a black stream running through one part of the garden. It just clipped the edge of the house and out the other side of the garden. It was quite a large house, large grounds. The way to deal with a black stream is you actually earth it back down. And there's a technique which Hamish Miller, famous dowser, uh, has written about and a method I use, and I find that very satisfactory. Now, this lady wasn't particularly psychic in any way. All she'd heard about was that I did something to do with dowsing and perhaps I could find out what the cause of her problem was. And again, so that she wasn't preconditioned, uh, my wife went inside the house with her, I set to work in the garden and after two hours uh, asked her then to come out and to feel where she'd felt this. The word she used was an unpleasant feeling and she said, oh, it's gone, it's lovely. Did you sprinkle salt on the garden? You know, well, I didn't. But again, that... that proved that point. And since then, obviously, we've monitored that area, and we've not had any more problems. There was another area not so far away from there, which was at the other end of the Black Stream, which was in a built-up area. And the GP there could not understand 
they had one side of a road every one and I'm not talking about missing a house it was every one in that row on that side of the road had very very serious illnesses but again there was a very strong black stream running through there now my belief in black streams the same as when we're talking about the ley lines the minor and the majors is that wherever you have light you're going to have darkness you have this balance of two which governs the universe as such one of the things that I've become interested in is when we're starting to plot out some of the crop formations we've had seem to home in on these energy lines not all of them but they do certainly seem to centre in on those we have again masculine and feminine negative positive or however you like to word it of the Michael and the Mary Lay now those as I said are just the majors there are lots and lots more minors has anyone in this room actually attempted to douse a ley line right good we've got a few there lovely now you're, you are probably aware that uh, as I found out they vary in width tremendously um, some of them can be quite narrow and this is even the major ley lines others well the largest one I think I've had was two and a half meters in width and the energies from that really buzzed I mean you didn't even need to get the dowsing rods out as you walked over it you felt it through your feet Silbury Hill has been known for a long time as a powerhouse and it's a very good place to douse but what is interesting and what I found is interesting the energies are actually moving slightly each year the earth energies around there over the last six years I've noticed there is quite a shift they're coming in at different angles now why this should be I cannot tell you but there's something I feel very significant happening around that center Avery anyone who's been to Avery lately the energies are what I call rising very very strongly there there is a lot of energies and on stones they tend to spiral if you're looking at standing stones in a stone circle a single standing stone you will find they spiral the energy pattern spirals up the stone and you can actually douse it and feel it in those layers up that stone and as I was saying Avery they're very very much alive at the moment what is interesting this particular stone here the energy here I found when we doused it actually flows anti-clockwise as opposed to clockwise up that particular stone it's a very favorite one of mine because you will find each person will develop their own sites they get drawn to I should imagine everyone in this room whether they're aware of it or not gets drawn to a certain center it may well be Glastonbury it may well be Avery but these sites around the country tend to draw us to them and I believe very strongly that each one of us in this room resonates to a certain frequency frequencies are used throughout every realm in the psychic fields 
if you're doing, as I said, psychometry, if you're doing clairvoyance, you're actually using different frequencies. And the analogy I usually give to that is that at the moment we haven't got a radio on in, in this room. But that doesn't mean to say that all the signals, and we're talking back to the electromagnetic spectrum, are not moving around. If we suddenly turn a radio on, if we're not quite on station, we won't receive that station quite as clearly. As we tune in, what we're actually doing is aligning that receiver to that frequency and it gives us crystal clear reception. The same happens to standing stones. You will find standing stones, different sites, you will feel more at home with. You will feel you're being drawn to. You may not be aware of the reason why at this point in time, but that is what's happening. The more we tend to look at these larger stone formations, the only way to see them is from the air. Because you start to see the proportion of them and how many. Unfortunately, there are so many that have been removed from a or fallen down over the years. Stonehenge and the earth energies, again, build up at certain times of the year. Now, I'm not talking about the summer solstice, the spring equinox, etc., etc. There are certain times, and in studying the energy flows on the major circles, the major sites, I found that two things. One, they tie in very, very closely with the lunar phases. And the second thing is, the energies seem to be governed also in Lemnia cycles. Now, when we start to look at that, it's quite interesting because we have a lot of activity on the sun in the form of sunspots every 11 years. Those, again, that know anything about uh, possibly our better-known circles will find that some are de dedicated masculine, some are dedicated feminine. The energies are totally different within the different types of circles we have. The same with the standing stone. That is another one, again, of uh, Stonehenge from above. And obviously, you can sometimes get a better perspective of these sites. Now, with a lot of the ancient circles, um, and the sites especially, they were protected. They had elemental guardians, which were placed there when those stones were erected. And I very strongly believe that the reason those elemental forces were invoked were to protect those circles against wrongful use. And with stone circles, anyone who knows about earth energies in the stone circles, you have a portal, which is uh, like the front door would be. And that is the correct way in. The thing I tend to do, which when you're relaying to people, you can quite often miss and forget to say is that if I was to come through that front door I wouldn't just walk through, I would knock and ask permission. Mentally, maybe uh, on this plane, in this house, physically. But if you're dealing with any of the more powerful stone circles it's a tip worth remembering that it's at a reverence that you ask permission to go in to that stone circle. And this is another thing, if you ever go out to measure earth energies, the ley lines where they enter into stone circles, do what I do. Take a couple of great big six inch nails and a big ball of string. Because 
what is interesting is if you put for instance a stake in over this side where you found your first ley line coming in and then find out where it's going out, stake that side you'll find there is never one of these circles and I've never come across one stone circle that only has one ley line going through it. Coming in towards uh, quite another famous monument, those who are aware, uh, the tour at Glastonbury, uh, taken from quite a long distance, uh, and again, quite a few major ley lines running through there, running not only through the tour, but through the abbey. We've had a couple of strange experiences on the top to this side of St Michael's, is an actual, what I call um, a void spot where you start to sink. Now there's been lots of books written, myths, as they're called, about the Tor Labyrinth. I believe that day we were very, very close to something. This area at the back there, it's almost like a well that you can feel yourself going down and down like that. And it may seem strange when you're standing level, holding hands, as we did that particular day around the top, and you suddenly feel yourself being sucked in. Now, the feeling wasn't particularly nasty. It was a very pleasant feeling. And I suppose the logic time comes in, you know, tells you whether you should go ahead or whether you shouldn't. And two of us were very tempted just to go with that feeling. And then something says, hang on, what if I don't get back? So it tends to unnerve you. But I intend to carry out that experiment again. It was held on a certain day, not one of the solstices or anything like that. But um, I believe we've pinpointed now the energy day for the tour. Because I believe, as with the stone circles, as with the standing stones, the earth energies peak and rise. I'm trying to compute at the moment a lot of sites that I've dealt with and what it's coming out to start with is what I would call a ripple effect. Almost the waveform you see on an oscilloscope that these sites seems to reach a peak and then they seem to dip and then they reach a peak and I think that's where we're missing out on a lot because I think if we can tap into a lot of these energy sites, the Earth energy sites, when they're at their peak, it's going to be very, very beneficial to mankind. Chalice Well, a very, very strong place there. Now, when I say strong, I don't mean that you come out with you know, loads of energy, etc., because strong can come over as two ways. If you're in need of peace and tranquility certain times the chalice well offers far more than others again not surprisingly a lot of wells are on these energy sources you also have uh, if we go back in history a lot of churches that were built on major points and rectories even now, why were they built? There's two or three theories on that when we're talking about earth energies, talking about ley lines. One was that they were favourite pagan sites and that if a church was built on top, you could 
get the pagans inside the church still. I don't believe that at all. I think, as with a lot of knowledge that was removed from the Bible over the eons of time that we've gone through now, and parts we're uncovering even more now, that there was a lot of knowledge. They knew how to tap into those energies very much so. And I think that is the reason those churches were built on the uh, ley lines. There are castles, very, very similar again, that there's one in Sussex that I know of, Bramber Castle. The earth energies around there, and especially in the moat, and this came in just now when I was talking about the chalice well, because when I first started to explore Bramber Castle, we had a strange phenomenon there, very similar to that we get in the crop circles, and that is if you put a compass down, it started to spin. Now we had a couple of archaeologists involved in on this exploration, because at first the logical thing comes in, there must be old bits of broken sword, metal, etc. in a moat. But when it was excavated around, and they went in not just with metal detectors, but with some very sophisticated equipment, there was nothing found. A Gauss meter was brought in next. Now that will measure minute changes in electrical, uh, sorry, in electromagnetic forces. Nothing at all. And yet, as you walk around that keep, if you put the compass down. Now, this was the interesting thing. Why it should be approximately a metre above ground level, I don't know. But every time that compass started to go down below that level, it went completely haywire. The energies in the moat, if anyone ever gets to uh, Sussex, it's in East Sussex, Bramber Castle is the place to go. Try walking round that moat, but more interesting, try walking around it three times in a circle clockwise and see what happens to you when you end up at the same place. What I would suggest you do is use a marker in the ground. I'm not going to tell you what will happen because it preconditions people. And I hate preconditioning a person because they go out, they know or start to condition the mind, which is a very complex thing, as to what's going to happen to them. Try it. I promise you no ill will come to you, no harm. Have a go. I'm sure there are a lot more castles, which I'm looking at now, that have similar things. And I think, again, they were built on those sites for a reason. The one at Bramber Castle has two major ley lines running right through it. Very, very powerful ones. Again, when we start to talk about standing stones, etc., there are lots and lots around. Cornwall, Devon's dotted with them. There's stories behind this particular large stone circle, not a crop circle, and a standing stone, that it increases the fertility. Same, I suppose, as the story behind the Cernabish giant. What is interesting there is when you start to measure energies that you find the masculine and feminine are in total balance. You have the yin and the yang balanced out beautifully in that particular one. Well, no, no, in the one at Manitoba, yes. This one is where? Uh, just the other side of Manitoba. Mazes, again. It's interesting that you'll find the word Troy, which means a maze, and you'll find that incorporated into a lot of place names. 
And when we're looking at Earth energies, you have to start to look at place names. Now, it's no use getting a modern map. That'll give you a few pointers. You need to go back to maps, 16th, 15th century, and you start to see what I call the true names. There's a place called Holwell. Now, that one works out quite easily. Holy well. And I don't know if you've ever been around there and tried dowsing that. It's absolutely amazing. Some of the most beautiful earth energies that I have come across. And the earth elementals there of the water kingdom are very much in abundance. And if, again, you want peace and quiet after you've doused where the spot is, if you sit there, you will float off with the fairies, literally. When we have mazes, and again, they used to be, and they came back into fashion, I suppose, really, in the uh, Victorian times. You find a lot of Victorian gardens have got mazes in. If you go back prior to that, you have the Hampton Court maze, etc. Lots of mazes around, not only in this country. But mazes, again, connect, and this is what they're doing, and that's the sole reason for a maze. They actually connect with the earth energy. Andy Collins published a book on crop circles and organ, and he actually experimented with what is called an Aris maze. Now, the Aris maze is well known. It's very, very old, and it's well known for, if you like, invoking energies. Now, when you have something like this in a field, and if anyone's lucky enough to have a large field, just do one or two mazes and start to work out, because as you start to walk the maze, what it's basically doing, very similar, I suppose, in some respects, to a crystal ball, it actually helps you to focus yourself. It's very similar when we go into a meditative state, that we're actually slowing our metabolic rate down, we're calming ourselves, and actually going down in, and we're actually linking in to the earth energies. It puts you totally in touch with Mother Earth itself. We have a lot of markers, and again, if you look at uh, a lot of what they call the chases, which are around the country, very similar to the Nazca lines we have, they are actually pointing us even today in the right way where to tap into these energies, where to find them. The markers are there for us to see today. The lines of tumulis. Quite often you need to look on maps to find them. If we start to look at energies, and we're talking about Earth energies, I'm quite lucky that I've got a friend who works with a curling camera. This is just a leaf, but it gives you an idea of energy patterns that are around that leaf. There are such things as ley lines. They do give off energies. There are, at certain parts around the globe, very strong energy centers giving off Earth energies. But what they're hoping out of all the research they're going to be doing over the next five years is to be able to prove the difference between what we call masculine, feminine, yin, yang, positive, negative. 
that they're hoping that that is going to show up because with curling photography it shows up a very minute amount of energy now around a single leaf I can sense auras with my hands a plant I can sense but if I get down to individual leaves I do experience problems once you start to sense auras again you eventually sensitize your hands and I've got to the stage, I've been doing it for many years now, where I can sense a plant, I can sense the aura around a person. But, when you get down to individual leaves, my hands are nowhere near sensitive, but the curling does pick up. I brought, just as an example, a couple of small magnets. Now, it goes back to what I was saying on the curling photography. You cannot see the energy around those. But believe you me, it's very, very strong. I'll just pass those around. If anyone will just have a go, try first. Obviously, they're going to attract one way and repel the other, but just feel the strength. They're quite tiny, and I'll tell you the reason why they're so strong when they repel. You'll actually probably find it very, very hard to push them together. They will nearly throw themselves out of your hands. That, again, is an energy field. Energy fields we cannot see in that respect. When you start to be able to see auras, yes, you can see those. Some of the auras in here are really lovely tonight. And again, that's your energy field. But your energy field is replaced by Mother Earth. I believe stones, um, if we're talking about stone circles, they give to us and we give in return. And I think that's very important. And I think that's one thing that's happened to Stonehenge. I think it's lost a lot of, not the energies, the energies are still there, and I think they're building up and building up. Now with dowsing rod, if we're talking about a ley line or an energy centre, that it happens one of two ways. I'm going to do this on purpose, obviously. It'll either go over, or they'll open out. The next thing is, what we need to know is, which way is that energy flowing? And what I usually do then is put one rod behind my back and then go in with the other one. Because that way, at the moment, if it's pointing that way, I know the energy is flowing. If it suddenly swings around that way, I know the flow is going that way. So I'm not sure which way we're facing here. I've lost my... Which way are we in this building? Anyone know? That's south. <laughs> That's south. Okay. So if it's flowing that way, we're from south to north, you know, and I can pick that up quite easily. When you're walking along, the important thing with any dowsing is to clear the mind as near as possible. And what you're going to focus on is picking up an energy centre in the room. So all you need in your mind, you don't need to see an image of it or anything, is just that you're going to pick up that energy centre.